I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Nothing Concrete, the Barbican podcast. I'm Benesh Maid and this week we return to the subject of film. In our archive is a short but compelling interview with Thelma Schoonmarker, a film editor who has worked with Martin Scorsese for over 40 years, from Raging Bull to the subject of our podcast, The Silence. Let's explore her legacy. Marty is not a, you know, he's a New Yorker, so he's not used to climbing mountains and in the mud and cobras and, and fog. At the end of the shooting process, then he comes in the editing room and is heavily involved from that point on. Back in 2016, I spoke to Schoonmarker, who had already received eight Academy Award nominations for Best Film Editor and won three for Scorsese's Raging Bull, The Aviator and The Departed. To the film itself, Silence stars Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver as two 17th century Jesuit priests who travel to Japan to try and locate their mentor, Father Ferreira, played by Liam Neeson. They face violence, persecution and perhaps death in taking on this dangerous journey. Our Lord said to them, Go ye into the whole world and preach the gospel to every living creature. Thelma gave me her insight to working on this ambitious film. When did you get involved in the making of the film Silence? Uh, I know the production goes back years, if not decades. Right, the the preparations for it, yeah, um, and the attempt to raise money, which was hopeless. But uh, I wasn't involved in any of that. I just knew Marty had it deep in his heart that he wanted to do this. I always, he talked to me about it for years, but I never read the book or was involved in any of that, those attempts to get it made. And um, so I really came on it when I flew to Taiwan to start editing it uh, when they started shooting, and I read the book on the plane. So I was not involved in all of the agonizing years of attempts to get it made. That's interesting, actually. With the editing, you were, you were doing it as the film was being made. Is, is that usual? That Oh, yes. Yeah, as soon as Marty um, looks at the dailies with me, and sometimes that's difficult for him to do because this was such an arduous movie, climbing up those mountains. <laughs> at the end of the day, everybody was exhausted, so sometimes he'll come at the end of the day to screen with me. I start, as soon as he looks at the dailies with me and tells me his feelings about what he shot, then I start to work, yeah. At the end of the shooting process, then he comes in the editing room and is heavily involved from that point on, right through to the end. It's his favorite part of filmmaking, (laughs) editing.
Alongside the film's story, we get a wave of beautiful images of Taiwan as Japan. There's a poetic feel to the edit. Was that hard to achieve? Yes, well, I mean, Marty is not a, you know, he's a New Yorker, so he's not used to climbing mountains and in the mud and cobras and, and fog and windstorms and typhoons and mosquitoes, and he's not used to that, so it was quite a challenge for him and the whole crew. It was a very difficult film to make, but the beauty of, of Taiwan was just so incredible. I, I couldn't believe how beautiful everything was, and I would go and tell the, the cinematographer, Rodrigo Prieto, and he would say, really? Because he was so exhausted from trying to get it. He didn't really know how beautiful it was. But it was very essential to get the feeling of nature laid down in the movie because the Japanese, are, the Shinto religion, is very, very connected to nature. In the book, Endo is constantly remarking about a, hearing a cicada or, or a fly in the room or a bee. He's always talking about nature when he wrote the book, so Marty wanted to evoke that as much as possible. In fact, there was this wonderful bird called the Taiwan barbet, which was all over our dialogue tracks in one scene in a clearing in the forest where Rodriguez meets the other Christian prisoners for the first time. And... You know, the sound man said, we've got to get, we've got to find that bird and kill it. And Marty said, no, 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 keep it. It's perfect. I, you know, we, I want it. So it's all over our dialogue tracks. Our sound editors were a little concerned, but, but we, we managed with it. And it, it, all of that gives a, a strong sense of, of nature. This is in your hearts and both of you. Yes. And I must trust God has put it down. The moment. You set foot in that country, you step into high danger. A lot of this film is based on facial expression versus dialogue. Again, did that have certain challenges? Well, yes, because, you know, the rhythm of some of the Japanese actors was different than um, the Western actors. And so that meant I had to find a way to make that work because they're so beautiful, those Japanese actors. They're just so beautiful. So, uh, yes, it was the, to get the the pace of the film right so that it is meditative but not too slow or boring, that was a real challenge in this movie because usually in our movies, a movie like Wolf of Wall Street, you're constantly jazzing up, you know, the scene with your edits or with powerful music. And here, Marty did not want to tell the audience what to think. He wanted them to open up their minds and and feel and think as the movie goes along. That's why it has the pace it has. And it works for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people tell me they're mesmerized and devastated at the end, you know, in a great way, um, speechless or in tears. And that is all because of this accumulation, I think, of a certain pace throughout the movie. It was very hard to do. But again, another wonderful challenge, you know, which happens with all of Marty's movies. When you're working together, um, side by side, maybe with a project like this, does he talk about the themes and ideas in general versus always talking about cut here and cut there? Oh, no, no. We talk all the time about the themes and, and um, his vision for the film. 
that that goes on constantly, particularly on this film. It was very important to make sure we didn't cross the line going one way or the other, showing doubt, um, for example, how much Liam Neeson's eyes move towards the interpreter and the priest who's next to him watching everything he's doing is very important not to go too far with that. We wanted to give a hint that he perhaps had never given up his faith, although historically they claim he did. Uh, it was devastating for the Jesuits when he apostatized. We wanted to show a little flicker, and that, that was very important. How long do you, how many flicks of his eyes do you allow, for example, towards the interpreter? So that kind of thing we, we debated constantly uh, about every character in the movie. Kichichiro, the one who keeps coming back and begging for forgiveness, and how, how, how do we handle him? How far do we let him go without letting him become annoying or a buffoon? Uh, so it was just a wonderful challenge. I mean, we just talked constantly about it. I think it's an understatement to say that Scorsese is a big film buff. Does he regularly refer to other films? Oh, constantly. Const- yeah, constantly. Um, but uh, And also, he always has Turner Classic Movies, the, the, ch- the channel here that runs uh, classic movies 24 hours a day, on silent in the editing room on the side wall. It's not right directly in our view, but we can turn our heads to look at it. So because he, he just loves the history of film, and, and it, it helped him become a director, and that's why he worked so hard to preserve films. But it, it's constant inspiration, uh, and he talks about that all the time. You know, there'll be specific things. For example, The Fog and Ugetsu, a wonderful Japanese movie. It was one of the inspirations for some of The Fog and the boat scenes. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's constant. After all these years, why is this relationship so important to you? It's so creative, you know. It's so... Every day we make a thousand decisions and to to take a lump of clay and shape it into a bust is is uh, similar to what we're doing. And it's just the most creative, wonderful job in the world because we're dealing with images here. And I think editing literature is probably equally fascinating but here we're dealing with images and how things can change depending on how you put two images together suddenly you'll get a shocking realization that something's happened that you didn't expect it's just constantly rewarding Uh, and then you know after all those many many months of working and you begin to see how the film's work is playing with people and their reactions. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better job. <laughs> uh, so I just adore it, and I hope I can go on until I drop at my machine or something. <laughs> I pray, but I'm lost. Am I just praying to silence? A fascinating and revealing glimpse into the extreme work involved and the make or break of the editing process. Thanks to Thelma for joining me on the phone. I'm Ben Eshmade. Thanks for listening to this archive edition of Nothing Concrete, the Barbican podcast. It's here to inspire more people to discover and love the arts with weekly episodes of archive finds and theme series. 
Subscribe to Nothing Concrete on Acast, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you can, leave us a review to help us get the word out. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 